0: Uh, uh, uh. Don't touch that dial. This is the Blondie Program brought to you by the Watertown Players. Before we join the bumsteads of Shady Lane Avenue, let's gather around the bandstand for a curtain raiser from Sarah Reakey. Raise that curtain, Sarah.
1: In Benbridge Town, in the county, down one morning last July, from a boring green came a sweet calling, and she smiled as she passed me by. She looked so sweet from her two bare feet to the sheen of her not brown hair. Such a coaxing elf, sure I shook myself, for to see I was really there.
0: Thank you, Sarah. You know, folks, these days you have lots and lots of choices. Why, just go to your local general store and you can find different kinds of, oh, let's just say, breakfast cereal. You could find frosted flakes, unfrosted flakes, and yes, even frosted, non frosted, non flake, oat free flakes. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Well, there is an easy decision when it comes to family friendly, affordable entertainment. Look no further than the Watertown Players. The Watertown Players have been around for more than 30 years and have provided some of the best comedies, musicals, and children's theater productions in the area. The Watertown Players makes its home at 210 South Water Street in the market right here in downtown Watertown. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun. And now, our weekly visit to the Bumsteads finds Blondie dressing to go out to a New Year's party, while Dag, only partially dressed in dinner clothes, tries to tie his black bow tie with one hand while holding a telephone in the other.
1: Dagwood! Yes,
2: honey! Uh,
3: No, not you, Mrs. Fuddle. I was talking to someone else.
1: Who
2: is that on the telephone so long, Dagwood?
3: That was Blondie.
2: Who? Oh. Uh,
3: listen, Mrs. Fuddle. Listen! <laughs> Goodbye, Mrs. Fuddle. That
2: was Mrs. Fuddle, Blondie. Oh. Well, I hope she won't be mad at your cutting her off so short. So short? She had me on that phone 20 minutes. What did she have to say? Nothing. Now, Dagwood, not even Hazel Fuddle takes 20 minutes to say nothing.
3: She makes a swell try, though. She told me all over again how she sprained her ankle trimming their Christmas tree. She says her ankle is so bad she can't turn her head. Her lips still move, though. She should have made Mr. Fuddle trim the tree. Oh, he was directing the job. He had lights that flashed on and off, and he wanted them fixed, so they spelled F-U-D-D-L-E.
2: Did she say if Baby Dumpling had gone to bed?
3: Yeah. But he and her little Elvin had two pillow fights and she claims it was Baby put the mousetrap in Elvin's
2: bed. Oh, dear. I hope Baby will behave. It was nice of Hazel to keep him so that we could go to the party tonight. She couldn't
3: go anyway with her ankle. Hey, Blondie, tie my tie for me.
2: Oh, Dagwood, it's all must. That's
3: because every time I got it fixed, I found I had my finger
2: tied in the bow. Hold your head up, dear, and hold still. Do you know where we're going for this party, Dagwood?
3: Uh-huh. That's the
2: surprise part
3: of the party, Fuddle says.
2: Well, it won't be at Dither's house. Corey would never take a chance on her furniture. Corey's
3: away, visiting her folks over the holidays.
2: Maybe Mr. Dither's will take us all to a restaurant. There, your tie looks fine.
3: Thanks! No, it won't be at a restaurant with Dither's in the party. Last year, he went to a New Year's party, and the cover charge was $5. The first New Year's resolution he made was never to eat
2: out again. Well, uh, but this isn't New Year's Eve anymore. Maybe now that the prices are down to normal, he'll go somewhere and take his own horn.
3: No, it's going to be at somebody's house. We all put up $5 apiece for everything. Fuddles, the treasurer.
2: Oh, are we paying $10, Dagwood? Sure,
3: but that's cheap for a nice party. Here's Fuddle now.
4: Oh, nobody works in the Bumstead, Homestead. Howdy, folks, howdy.
2: Well, come in, Mr. Fuddle.
4: Yeah, how are you, Fuddle? Uh, Happy New Year. That's what you said last year, Bumstead, but it wasn't. It was pretty good for me, but I don't know where it went so fast. You spent most of it sleeping, Bumstead, so this time I'm going to wish you a nappy new year. (laughs) (laughs) Get it? (laughs) Yeah. I'm
2: so sorry Hazel won't be able to come with us.
4: Well, it might have been worse. I thought for a minute she'd broken her leg. (laughs) Like I said to the doc, I'm afraid we'll have to shoot her. (laughs) Maybe we could stop in a minute to see her. Ah, no. She'd see that new dress and start asking for a new one herself. I never saw such a woman to ask for things. A dollar for this and five dollars for that. What does she want all that money, Will? I don't know. I never give her any. (laughs) Oh, you certainly look swell, Blondie. How do I look? Like a waiter. Hey, what's with the idea of the soup and fish get-up? Well, if we're going out to a party... Yes,
2: and if we're going, we'd better start. Oh my, I feel gay going out to a party. Yeah, wait till I get
3: my hat.
4: You won't need a hat, Bumstead. Oh, I'd better take it. I might get a cold in my head. Not unless you open all the windows. Windows? What windows? Your windows. I told you this was a surprise party, didn't I? Yeah, but... Well, this is the surprise. The party's going to be here. Well, I've been wondering where... Hey, what? Here? Sure. (laughs) Hey, we can't have a party here. Uh, that's what you think. It's all settled. Too late to back out now, Bumstead. Oh, uh, but Mr. Fuddle, I didn't do any house cleaning today. and And there's no food. Not enough, anyway. All taken care of, my boy. Lovejoy is bringing the refreshments. Lovejoy? Lovejoy who? Why, Lovejoy Fuddle, my nephew. Just got into town today.
2: Oh, dear, a stranger. And the house looks perfectly
4: terrible. Oh, Lovejoy won't notice that. At his house, they keep chickens in the parlor. Yeah? Oh, where's that? He's from Singing Springs, Arkansas.
2: Well, Dagwood, we might as well be good sports.
4: Uh, maybe I'd better prepare you a little for Lovejoy. He's just a country boy, you know.
2: Oh, now, don't you worry a bit. We'll make him feel at home. I don't know. Maybe he'll miss the chickens. Maybe you'd better not wear your tuxedo, Dagwood. It might embarrass Lovejoy.
4: Oh, he's a pretty snappy dresser himself. Why, up to the time he got off the train, I'd never seen anybody wearing a mother of pearl hatband. Gosh, are they pretty expensive? Oh, he can afford to dress. His father's a big restaurateur. He's a. Uh, what's
2: that? A man who owns a restaurant, Dagwood. Oh! Maybe that's Lovejoy now. Wait!
4: Don't let him in yet. Wait till I hide. What for? Well, for a rib. Tell him I'm not here. You don't even know me. Keep him standing there with his arms full of bundles. Oh, no, Mr. Fuddle. Sure, Lovejoy's a joker himself. I'll be in the kitchen. But what'll I say? Just say scram and make off you're going to shut the door.
2: I don't think it's very polite to treat a stranger like that, Dagwood. Well, it's Fuddle's own nephew.
3: He'll probably think it's funny. You hide too, Blondie. I'm going to open the door. Scram!
5: <laughs> Bumstead. Two. It's Mr. Dithers! Who did you think it was?
2: Lovejoy! Lovejoy Fuddle! Fuddle's
3: nephew from Singing Springs.
5: Bah! Do I look like any kin of Fuddle's? No, sir. It was just a little
2: joke. Come right in, Mr. Dithers. I'm so sorry Cory's out of town.
5: Yeah, too bad she can't be here. Cory never goes to New Year's parties. Years ago at a party, she was frightened by an oyster. Yeah? Uh, What did the oyster do? Somebody put it down the back of her dress. Oh
2: Oh, dear.
5: Yeah, so now she'll only go out socially in the months with no R in them. Yeah? Well, it's a good thing she wasn't frightened by a strawberry, too.
2: Oh, Dagwood. Well, I'm mighty glad we're having a party so you won't be alone tonight, Mr. Dithers.
3: I don't see much going on here. Oh, the others haven't come yet, but it'll be a good party, I guess.
2: Mr. Fuddle is here, out in the kitchen. I'll go tell him it wasn't his nephew at the door.
3: Yeah, tell him it was a false alarm. Hey, you mean me? No, no, I I say, uh, it's kind of warm, don't you think? You waste heat, Bumstead. Help me out of this fur coat. Yes, sir. I guess this is Lovejoy Fuddle. You let him in, will you, while I put away your coat?
5: I'll give him the same greeting you gave me. Go away. Oh. I er uh, I beg your pardon, madam. I didn't know it was you. I uh, I mean I thought it wasn't you.
6: That is uh, Oh, it's quite all right. Quite. You're the new butler? Huh? Butler? No. Just uh
5: one of the guests, you know.
6: Oh, then this is where the party is.
5: Oh, definitely. Glad you could come. Won't you step in?
6: Thanks so much. Have the Rabberbirth hennies come yet?
5: The, er, er, the who?
6: Peleus and Melisande Rabberbirth hennies. Such lovely people.
5: I'm sure they are if they're friends of yours. Oh,
6: Flatterer. How nice to find you at the party. I just adore parties, you know. That's why I'm so good at giving them.
5: Oh? You, you give them too?
6: Why, It's my career. You mean you make a business of giving parties? Why, but of course. This is one of my parties, you know. Hey, who is it, Mr.
5: Dithers? I haven't had the pleasure of the lady's acquaintance yet, but she says this is her party. She does? Uh, What makes her think so?
6: Why, who is this? His name's Bumstead. He lives here. Lives here? Yeah, if you don't mind. You mean you live with the W.K. Welkin?
3: Well, no. Just with Blondie and Baby Dumpling. Only, he's over at Fuddles tonight. Fuddles? I
6: I never hear of them. Well, if it comes to that, I've never heard of the Welkins either. Oh, goodness. Don't tell me this isn't 2143 North Shady Lane Drive. No, ma'am. That's way over across the tracks. Goodness. Why, then, I'm not giving this party here at all. Too bad. Yeah, I
3: i bet you give good parties if you were.
6: Well, of course. It's just a knack, you know. Now, my parties are famous because they're different. The one I'm giving now, somewhere or other, is called Hunt Your Host to Ducky. How does it go? Come in, won't you? Uh, Just for a minute? Well, just for a minute. You see, at Hunt Your Host Party, you start at one house, and as soon as all the guests are there, the host runs out the door and tears out of sight and dashes to another house, and everybody tries to find him. What
3: happens then?
6: Why, then, when everybody gets to the next house... That host runs away, too. You mean, you never stop long enough to eat? Eat? Why, no one expects food at parties anymore. I do. Nonsense,
5: Bumstead. This lady has fashionable ideas. I can see that. Er, you must have lost the last host, eh?
6: Well, no. I think it was the one before the last. You see, this party started late Christmas night... And I'm afraid I got a little behind. You've been running around since a week ago? Oh, it's been such fun. Such charming people one meets. Ah, thank you. Oh, dear. I'm afraid you're a lady killer, Mr. Um...
5: Dithers! J.C. Dithers of the J.C. Dithers Construction
6: Company. No, you're not.
3: Yeah, sure he is.
6: Honest. But how too? Too delirious. Why, I'm Mrs. Dimwit. Well, don't say much and nobody will notice.
5: Bumstead! What? Do you realize that Mrs. Dimwit may be the wife of J.J. Dimwit, the uh,
6: Noodle King? Why, of course I am. Only, I call him Jake. Golly, is that the
3: man who's giving the town a new high school?
6: Why, yes. Poor Jake never went to high school personally, and they told him he would be made honorary president of the freshman class. A
5: prince of good fellows, your husband. Er, he once mentioned something about my building, their er, structure.
3: Have a chair, Mrs. Dimwit. Look, if you like to give parties, you can give this
6: one. Hi, Blondie! Come here a minute. Oh, thank you. I'll tell Jake to get in touch with you tomorrow, Mr. Dithers. Did you
2: call me Dagwood?
3: Yes, uh, this is my wife
6: Blondie. Uh,
3: shake hands with Mrs. Dimwit.
2: Oh, hello. Uh, uh, pardon the egg beater. Oh, are you making something in the kitchen? Uh huh, eggnog. If the other ingredients ever get here...
5: Put the egg beater down and rest a minute, Blondie. I want you ladies to know each other better.
2: Oh, we'll be friends in no time.
4: Hey, Blondie. Oh, who's that cutie? Shh, Fuddle. Where have you been all my life, lady?
6: Oh, you men. Why, well, of course I have spent a good deal of time on the continent.
4: Really?
5: Which one? Don't be silly, Bumstead. She means Italy and France.
4: Well, well, Francie meeting you here. (laughs) Now look here, Fuddle. This lady's husband is a very- Very lucky guy, I know. Want to help me mix the eggnog, little one? I'll help you, Fuddle. Uh, Give me the egg beater, blondie. Here it,
3: why, where is it? You laid it down right there. I thought
4: I saw it.
2: It was right here. Now it's gone. That's the funniest thing I ever heard of.
4: Ah, my nephew Lovejoy at last. Now I'll give him that gag. Hey, what's the matter, funnel? There's no one at the door. Whoever rang that bell seems to have disappeared. Like the egg beater. Huh? fooled you, didn't I? Lovejoy! Goodness, how did he get into the kitchen? <laughs> Rung the bell and uh, run like sin round back. Fooled ye. <laughs> mm. Well, it takes a fuddle to fool a fuddle. That's my nephew, folks.
1: Oh, hello. Oh, you? How's, how's it going? Uh,
4: hey, proud to meet up with you. Who's that purty gal? I'm Mrs. Dimwitch. No, I meant the uh, purtiest one. Uh, that's my wife, Blondie. Well, <laughs> oh, split my britches, if she ain't a hummer. Yes, sir. I expect you folks will uh, kind of look to me to uh, run this rodeo for ye. They uh, always do back home, cause I'm a cutter at it. Yes siree, looky, I brung me jew's harp. And can twang her for a square dance and call the figure through my nose. Right hand to your partner, swing your lady grand, right and left.
5: Bumstead! Okay. Yes, sir? Get that fugitive from a major bow's hour out of the way. Mrs. Dimwit wants to run this party. Gosh, two life's to the party. I don't know how to fix that.
0: This episode of Blondie is being produced and sponsored by the Watertown Players. You know, folks, this has been a rough year for all of us. We are all still getting used to the way things are right now. Social distancing, wearing masks, and buying a decade's worth of toilet paper each time we go to the general store. Well, the Watertown Players is doing its part to take everyone's mind off the hard part of living by producing Blondie. In order for the Watertown Players to continually bring you these great, family-friendly episodes, it needs your help. Do you own a business or know someone who owns a business and can use a boost in their marketing outreach? Well, why not knock out two sandhill cranes with one shot put? Each episode of Blondie features three advertising spots for your favorite business to take advantage of. For further information on how to become a corporate sponsor of Blondie, please follow the group on Facebook and send us a private message. The Watertown Players, dedicated to enriching the lives of those in this and surrounding communities through creativity, expression, and fun.
4: How's that for high?
2: (laughs) That was fine, Lovejoy. Now let's hear from Mrs. Dimwit. I'll bet she knows a game we could all play. Thousands, my dear. Now there's one called
6: pause and ponder. So intellectual,
4: simply uproarious. Eh, want to see a slick trick with a piece of string? No. Go on, Mrs. Dimwit. This is a toother. I can take a piece of regular string and do a trick that had uh, the folks back home crazy.
5: You don't need string to drive me crazy. Now
4: listen, dithers. This boy is my nephew. His father is a very prominent man back home. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is he again, Fuddle? A restaurateur. He runs a chain of restaurants. Crikey. That's a fancy name for a pig stand. A pig stand? A barbecue. A drive-in. Lovejoy's father owns two or three. Now looky, if you don't want my string trick, here's one with just a few matches. Well,
3: get it over with. Here's the matches. Hey, where are the matches, Blondie?
2: Why, I had plenty on the table there. You know, those little fancy boxes. None here now. Why, how funny. I wonder... Never
5: mind the matches. What's this game of pause and ponder, Mrs. Dimwit? Some of us like really high-class games.
6: I'll ask you the first question in this game, Mr. Dithers. And if you can't guess in 20 seconds, you pay a forfeit. Ready? Go right ahead. Well, if the pendulum of a big, big clock takes one minute to swing from one side to the other on the first swing, and it swings half as far on each swing as it did the time before, how many swings does it make before it stops?
4: Go. Um, uh, how is that again? Yeah, it stops in one swing. Now, how would you like... Quiet, I'm thinking. Lovejoy is right, dither. A pendulum swinging back and forth has to stop at the top of each swing before it can swing the other way. Gosh, that's right. Sure, that's an old one. Now, looky. I'm gonna show you a card trick. Oh, this'll be good. Where's the cards, Blondie? Same as always, on top of the dresser there.
2: Digwood, the cards aren't there. Goodness,
4: they've disappeared too.
5: And not a moment too soon. I don't like card tricks.
4: Eh, you wanna take a chance on a punch board? No! Twenty-five cents a crack, and you might get something. Uh, Look, uh, we don't like gambling in our house. Uh, Better give up the punch board, Lovejoy. Uh, I'm surprised at you. (laughs) Why, Uncle Farquhar, it was you put me up to it, so you could get back the money you put up on this shindig. (laughs) Lovejoy, a great joker, folks. Like his daddy before him, uh, I'll just go out to the kitchen and fix that eggnog. Now, Mr. Divers,
6: you failed at my game. You must pay a forfeit.
5: Well, I'm game, Mrs. Dimwit, anything you say.
6: Well, for being so brave, I give you a nice forfeit. I'll put out the lights, and you must kiss the first girl you catch in the dark. Ready? Go!
5: Stand still, Mrs. Dimwit, I'm after you. Ah,
2: got
4: you. Hey, let go for me. I ain't used to her kissing games.
2: Turn on the lights. Oh, dear me! What's the matter? It's
6: gone! Gosh, something else missing? My bracelet! What? Oh, oh, don't worry, my dear. I might have lost it outside. It wasn't very valuable anyway. Poor Jake picked it up at a bargain. Four or five hundred dollars at the most. Listen,
3: that's too much to lose.
2: Yes. And the egg beater and the matches and the cards disappeared too. Oh, please
4: don't bother about it. Let's go on with the party. Some party! Eh, yeah, wanna see a good trick? Uh, give me a watch and I'll show you. I haven't got a watch. Eh, yeah, this one'll do. Here, careful of that watch and chain. That was given me
5: by my employees. Cost $100. Wholesale.
4: Eh, yeah, don't matter a mite to a magician like me. Now, looky, I need a handkerchief. Here, you wrap it up. Me? Sure. Wrap it up tight and uh, pass her around so all can feel the watch inside. Now, got a stout hammer? Wait!
5: I don't want that watch hammered!
4: Well, it's all the same to me. Now, uh, I take out the uh, watch and the hanky just by the corners, like uh, like this. And I uh, knock it on the floor. Hey! Like this. Oh! Here's the eggnog, folks!
5: Eggnog, my eye! Let me see that watch.
4: Sure. Open up the hanky, and what do you find? My watch smashed to bits. Nope. When you open up the hanky, you find, crikey, it is busted. Oh, Lovejoy! It cost a hundred dollars. You, you, you! Dithers. What's a watch among friends? If that was my watch, you know what I'd say. Wait a minute. That is my watch. I recognize the case. Thank heavens it isn't mine.
2: Your watch, Mr. Fuddle. But how did it get in there?
5: Ha! Ask the magician.
4: I don't know. It uh, it just was supposed to be your trick. I guess I'll head for home. Careful, Lovejoy. Don't juggle this bowl of eggnog I'm holding. Never mind the eggnog. If my watch
5: isn't smashed, give it back.
4: How's that, mister? Mr. Dithers wants his watch. But I ain't got it. I don't know where it went. Now listen, none of
2: that. He means it, Mr. Dithers. He doesn't know. Bah,
5: he took it, didn't he? Yes. And what about the egg beater and the matches and the cards? And my bracelet? Yes. This nephew of yours is a crook, fuddle.
4: I ain't nary such a thing. I I ain't going to stay here and be called no names, either. Let me go. Wait.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh. No, no. Good
4: heavens. No, Dress! Stop him! Stop that boy!
2: Oh, eggnog all over Mrs. Dimwit's dress! Hey! Wait! Lovejoy! Come back! Come back here, Lovejoy! Oh, come right upstairs, Mrs. Uh, hurry. I'll try to clean your dress. Ruined. It's simply ruined. Jake paid $600 for this. Well, There's eggnog in your hair, too. Oh, dear.
3: Golly, Mr.
5: Dithers. I'm sorry. Sorry? Sorry's a mighty lame horse, Bumstead. Do you realize what you've done now? Me? Yes, you. You gave this infernal party, Bumstead. You invited Fuddle and that missing link over here. And what happens? I? I'll tell you what happens. I lose a $100 watch. And the wife of a man who wants to build a high school loses $500 bracelet ruins a six hundred dollar dress and gets an eggnog shampoo but you'll make good bumstead if those gorillas don't pay for this you will oh blondie any sign of them bumstead no sir
3: the way Lovejoy was running, I guess he must be halfway back to Singing Springs by now, and Fuddle after him. A pair of crooks! No, listen, Mr. Dithers. Fuddle may laugh at his own jokes, but he's no crook, and I don't think Lovejoy is either. My watch is gone, isn't it? Yes, sir, but I guess Lovejoy just got mixed up in that trick he was doing. Pah! What about Mrs. Dimwit's diamond bracelet? I don't know. I wish she and Blondie would come down. They've been upstairs a long time now. What were they doing last time you were up there? Well, Mrs. Dimwit was in the shower, washing eggnog out of her hair, and Blondie was cleaning her dress. Mrs. Dimwit still mad? I guess so. She was yelling, but I couldn't make out what about. The shower
5: was too loud. Well, I'm cooler now, Bumstead, but I meant what I said. Somebody is going to have to make good for my watch and Mrs. Dimwit's dress. It's a funny thing. When Blondie came to the door, she said
3: Mrs. Dimwit didn't want her to clean the dress. But she was doing it just the
5: same.
2: Dagwood!
5: Here's Blondie now. Coming downstairs.
2: My! You cleaned the rug nicely, Dagwood.
5: Uh Uh-huh. It's all I had to do
3: for a while. I tried twice to find Fuddle and his nephew.
2: Well, I've been finding things. Huh!
5: Found my watch, I suppose?
2: Why, yes. As a matter of fact, I did. What? Where? In the same place I found the egg beater and the matches and cards. In little pockets sewn inside that dress I was cleaning.
5: Mrs. Dimwit's
2: dress? Oh, yes. Her bracelet was there, too.
5: Thank heaven!
3: Yeah, but wait a minute. What were those things doing hidden in her dress?
2: Why, she put them there, Dagwood, one at a time. She did? Why? Because she's a kleptomaniac. Now, let's not be
5: bringing up her religion, Blondie. Nonsense, Bumstead! A kleptomaniac is a kind of thief.
2: They can't help it, though.
5: But what would Mrs. Dimwit want
3: with our egg beater?
2: They take anything they can lay their hands on. The value doesn't matter. Here's your watch, Mr. Dithers. But Mrs. Dimwit...
5: Pa! She isn't Mrs. Dimwit. Impossible! The woman's an imposter. Call the police!
2: Too late, Mr. Dithers. I sent her home, the back way. Let her go? Why? Because she is Mrs. J.J. J. Dimwit, and her poor husband has had enough trouble with her. She told me all about it before she left. I'm so sorry for her.
5: Well... There goes our chance at the high school building. Again. Why? JJ will be ashamed to face me when he's heard about this. Oh,
2: no. I called him on the phone upstairs. He thanked me and asked if Dagwood could see him in the morning.
5: Is that so? Well, then, we're out of trouble. Who's this? Two? It's Fuddle, and he's
4: mad. You did this. I'll have the law on you. Huh? What have I done? You've hounded my nephew out of town, that's what. No telling where the poor boy is gone. Listen, I'm sorry. Sorry? Sorry is a mighty lame horse, Dithers. Let me tell you. You'll answer for calling an innocent boy a crook. There's a law in this land, Dithers.
2: Now, Mr. Fuddle, Mr. Dithers was excited. And since the things have been found. Where? It doesn't matter.
4: Well, my nephew matters. What am I going to tell his father?
2: Why, next time you write, say that Lovejoy has a bigger appetite than Dagwood. And that's something to boast about.
4: What's my appetite got to do with this? Listen, Blondie, do you know what Lovejoy
2: is? Of course. When I let Mrs. Dimwood out, I found Lovejoy. He'd just run around the house and he was on the back porch. Where's the boy now? Out in the kitchen, polishing off his second pie.
3: Hey, that pie was for the party.
2: Lovejoy!
4: Hey, hi, Uncle Fakwa. Say, uh, I got to get the receipt for this here uh, Pie Pop. He uh does a powerful pie business at his pig stands.
5: Listen, Lovejoy, I I made a mistake about you. I, I want to make good. Now, I'll show
4: you a good time while you're in town. Eh, hey, well, thank you. Won't be staying long, though. Uh, just long enough for uh Pa's business. Oh, were you on business, Lovejoy? Yep. Gotta uh, buy up the sites for the new pig stands. Huh? Going to build? Uh, pig stands around here? Yep. Business is a-growing. Aim to build about uh, ten in this state next. Look, Lovejoy. Mr. Dithers builds things. Well, it's like this. I like you, Mr. Bumstead. You and your uh, purty wife never did uh, think I was no crook, did you? No, indeed. So... If you were to say, uh, let this here dithers build em, He does? Yeah, I do. Well, then, uh, reckon that's settled. So's my pie. Let's get on with the party.
5: Anything you say, Lovejoy.
4: Hey, want to take a punch on my punch board?
5: I'll take them all. Show us some card tricks, Lovejoy. We found the cards
2: and the
4: matches. And hey, my best one is with a string.
2: Oh, I think your best trick is playing that jew's harp and calling the figures at the same time.
4: A great boy, my nephew, like his daddy before him. Yep. Pa couldn't do this, though. Listen.
2: Take my hand, Dagwood. Let's dance.
4: Sure. Come on, Fuddle. We're short a lady for the set.
2: Oh, Mr. Dithers will fill in for that. Come on. Come on, Dithers. Let's go.
4: It's still New Year's. Swing your partners, balance all teeter-totter, and back to your place. Now then, grand right and left.
0: And so we leave Blondie and Dagwood of Shady Lane Avenue. We invite you to listen again next week when we join the Bumsteads once more. Next week's episode is entitled, Not Another Salesman. (laughs) Sounds like a hoot and a half to me. This week's episode, The New Year's Party Caper, featured the voice talents of Linda Ewart as Mrs. Dimwit, Greg Coots as Lovejoy, Patrick Grover as Mr. Dithers, Matt Emerson as Fuddle, Blaine Landowski as Dagwood, and of course, Lisa Steffel as Blondie. This week's episode was brought to you by the Watertown Players, your favorite community theater group for over 30 years. Remember to follow the Watertown Players on Facebook so you don't miss any exciting news on the entertainment front. This is your announcer, Jim Steffel, thanking you for supporting the Watertown Players and our weekly episodes of Blondie. For more information on how you can help fund these fine, old-fashioned productions, please text BLONDIE to 44321. That's BLONDIE, B-L-O-N-D-I-E, to 44321. Thank you, and good night.